What is going on? <laughs> oh my god. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckets. Hope you're all good today. This is the 5 to 9 podcast. As you can tell, 5 to 9 is the opposite of 9 to 5. While I do believe everybody needs to start off with a 9 to 5, if you really want to get anywhere worth it, or worth talking about in life, then you need to be putting in hours outside of that 9 to 5, which would mean that it would be 5 to 9. So, thank you for tuning in. If there's anyone tuning in, this platform is going to be for me to share knowledge that I've learnt over the years, for other people to share knowledge um, so I can reinforce what I know. And also learn a few more things along the way. But this isn't the, like I said, it's the 5 to 9 podcast. This isn't the sugarcoat podcast. This isn't the tell you what you want to hear podcast. This is the what you need to fucking hear podcast. The getting it done. The real talk. The listen if you want to win podcast. Here we go. So we're talking about winners, right? Um... I love history. I love history. If you haven't really thought much about it, just ask yourself, how the fuck did I get here today? Out of everything that's gone on in the very long history of the world, how the fuck did I get here today? And when you actually ask yourself that question um, and really, really ponder on it, you really can't... um, can't stop thinking about it and the possibilities and all the outcomes. Uh, so anyway, where I was getting to, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, probably the most uh, dominant conqueror in history. Um, very, very brutal man, murdered over 10% of the population at the current time. The biggest empire that is ever that the earth has ever seen. And I fell in fascination with Genghis Khan, obviously, as a young young male who uh, likes combat sports. You would tend to fall in love with someone like him without actually understanding it in a deeper meaning. But stumbled across this video one time and it was talking about this place called Silk Road. <coughs> Uh, Now, Silk Road is a notorious trade route that runs from, or ran, from China, all the way to the west, from China all the way to the west. I'm not exactly sure of the towns. Uh, I don't want to mess them up, so I'm not going to say them. But it was uh, Eurasia. It was uh, across Eurasia. So it's a mix of Europe and Asia, obviously. And Silk Road was for trading. Now, obviously, the Mongolian Empire, um, Silk Road ran right through it. Um, The beauty, this is the beauty, what I found in Genghis Khan, and why I believe he had such a successful empire, is because no matter what religion you were, what you believed in, if you had significant skill if you had something worthy to offer to trade you were allowed to walk from one end of that road 
to the other without being harmed by some of the most brutal murderers that have ever walked the planet, the Mongols. And you're allowed to walk free. free. Now, what does that say? What, are you, what does that say about the principle of equal exchange? Too many people these days want something for nothing or nothing for something. That doesn't work. It's not a law of the universe. You have to create skills that are worthy to people, that are valuable to people. So, that is why I believe Genghis Khan is one of, if not the mightiest conqueror that the planet has ever seen. So yeah, that's a little bit about Genghis Khan to open it up. The first five minutes of the 5 to 9 podcast... That's enough of that, that's enough of that. Thank you, thank you. All right, uh, randomly, as most things are, I have really, in the last three years, adopted reading. Reading books, reading helpful books, self-help, athletes, um, just anything that I've really sort of been magneted to. And after all the books I've read over this three years, I'd say I'm sitting in front of my book bookshelf right now, which there's a few missing, but uh, somewhere between 30, 30, 30 plus books over three years. Um, decent books, you know, big books, valuable books, a lot of information in these books. And out of those books the one that has been the most valuable to me is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Now, I've got it here in front of me. I'm just going to randomly open it up to a, to a page and read you something from it. Shout out to Lewis Duffels. He's the one who taught me that. You can really find out what the book's about. Oh, I wish you could see this. Bang, random opening. Here we go. Stop wherever, Stop whatever you're doing for a moment and ask yourself, Am I afraid of death because I won't be able to do this anymore? Stop whatever you're doing for a moment and ask yourself, am I afraid of death because I won't be able to do this anymore? Just think about that for a second. And while you're thinking about that, I'm just going to touch on that. Um... And it's to do with religion, actually. A very, very significant point of religion. And when I'm talking about religion, I'm talking about strong religions, okay? Like um, the Muslims, you know, a strong religion. Uh, Strong religious people, you know, you go over to... Well, you see, you see Christians around here today, and you know they're fucking they're sinning, sinning every day. Um, so I don't really call that a strong, strong faith, to be honest. Whereas you see those, um, those Muslims, and man, they would they would literally die, die for that cause. Um, they're so dedicated and respectful of that religion. Um, then that's that's where I respect religion, you know. <laughs> Um, don't be weak about anything. Uh, and where I was getting to with that about 
um, religious people not being afraid of death. And that's because, well, I believe that's because they have put death on a pedestal as the afterlife. You know, there's there's heaven there. There's a there's a paradise there. You're going to something greater than you have here. So, when you have that, when you look at death like that, it's a greater place to go. You're gonna actually live your life to the fullest, because the opposite of that is if you're scared of death, if you're scared to leave this earth, then you're gonna do everything you can to stay. And what does that mean? You're gonna be safe. You're not going to take any risks. You're going to do everything calculated. While calculated is good, okay, that's good. But you need to be taking calculated risks. There's a difference. There's a difference. All right, so Meditations. Great book. Marcus Aurelius. Um, he was around 121 to 180 A.D., the Emperor of Rome. And I just think it's amazing how things from that long ago still stand true today. Um, yeah, so read it if you want. It's an amazing book. <clears throat> Alrighty, we have got um, two questions to answer um, from Instagram. The first one is, how do you come back from a loss? Now that's a good question. How do I come back from a loss? <clears throat> well, the thing about fighting, the hardest thing about fighting that is not so hard about other sports is that when you have a fight, you don't get to go back to the cage the next weekend and fix your mistakes. You have to wait. You know, there's the odd, odd occasion where you can get a quick turnaround fight, but you have to normally wait six weeks, eight weeks plus to get um, another shot to correct your mistakes. And whereas you used to play rugby and you could just... You could correct everything every week, week after week. So that was um so that's a very hard thing to deal with with a loss. But just like anything, um, you know, principles apply for everything. The most important thing I like to do is get around someone who's actually been in the fight game, who's been in the cage, who's had experience. To lean into those people who've had experience, more experience than me in that field. Because I I know when someone's talking to me and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It actually happens a lot of the time, every day. Because <laughs> um, people feel like they want to give advice. When they know for a fact you are not, um, you're not credible to give that advice. But people don't know how to shut up. And yeah. <coughs> so... Back to the loss. Yep, so I like to lean into someone who's experienced in the sport. Um, I like to look in the mirror, just stare in the mirror um, by myself, away from everything. And that is, that's one of the best, um, best ways to get feedback. Just look at yourself. Um, 
and you'll find out a lot of things. And the next thing is <clears throat> uh, a lot of people like to blow out after after a fight or or an event, you know, like to celebrate. And I've done that before, trust me, I've done that before. And it's fun for the short term, but short term pain, short term pleasure brings long term pain. Short term pleasure brings long term pain. So important thing for me to do is to get straight back in that gym after a fight, after a loss. Get straight back in there. There's no reason I can't work unless I'm fully unable. Um, then I'll be back in the gym. So it's a three-step process for me. So number one, uh, lean into the people that have been there before and know the processes. Um, yep, and get the feedback you need. And number two... Number two, what the fuck did I say before? Uh, Anyway, number three is um, getting that training, getting right back into training, getting right back into purposeful work. Because time without purpose is fucking dangerous for me. And I know that. I'm very aware that time without purpose is dangerous for me. And, you know, humans aren't that different inside the makeup of us isn't that different. So, you know, um, if it works for me, it's probably going to work for you. You know, I'm fit, I'm healthy, strong mind, clear thinker. So, you know, give it a go. All right, that's the first question. The second question is, what's the hardest part about wanting to fight professionally so far? Well, the hardest part about wanting to fight professionally so far is that Whenever you try to talk to someone about it, they look at you like a fucking idiot. But I've learned to love that reaction, you know. It, it really, really enforces that I'm doing the right thing. Um, and I love that. I love that. I love, I love the crazy reaction. I love when everyone goes right, going left. Um, maybe it won't lead to anything. But maybe it will. <clears throat> Maybe it will. Um, another hard part about fighting. Um, there's not there's not actually a clear path. You know, there's not one size fits all clear path. You can go so many different routes um, to making it to the top. Um, so I suppose that's when it comes back to you got to talk to people that do have an educated uh, opinion on that, do have advice from experience, from results. So then you can really make a calculated risk because it's still a risk. Hey, you can get someone who's got everything right, nailed everything, won everything, do everything they've done, but you still might not hit that. It's still a risk at the end of the day. It's just more calculated. <clears throat> so yeah, if I could simplify what's the hardest thing about wanting to fight professionally so far, it's compared to every other profession you want to chase on earth, 
it's actually a very lonely sport. It's a very, very lonely sport. So you really have to learn to love your own company, love yourself. You need to love yourself anyway. Like, fuck, what are you doing on this planet if you do not love yourself? Okay? And that's okay if you don't like the way you look. That's not loving yourself. Okay? You can change that. I've seen people ridiculously fucking fat get down to ridiculous shape anything can be done if you can if you can think it you can do it and that is not even a over exaggeration that is just the cold heart truth at the nine to five podcast what is going on oh there's enough of that time for that we're just gonna play a little song Rick Ross, Meek Mill, <laughs> Shaq this? and Kobe, latest release. Shout out to Tom Florence for Maybach dropping this music. my way. I like this Maybach music. Listen to the first lyrics. Just listen. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> so, it's so fat. Tall poppy. Tall poppy. <laughs> Niggas want to see you lose when you're making moves. Bang. I'm not going to repeat that first word. Uh, uh, wanna see you lose when you're making moves. No one cares when you're not making no moves. If you're not being talked about, then you're not doing something worth getting talked about. All right? It's when you're at the top, when you're climbing that mountain, when you're doing something that people think to themselves, wow, I probably could not fucking do that. Okay? Either because my balls are too small or my ambition's too low. Or there's no testosterone in your body. How do you get testosterone in your body? I don't know. Drop down right now and do 300 push-ups. Just try it. I bet you've never tried that. The thing is, I've tried that. Everything I've said now, I've actually tried. That's the difference. You have to try shit. What's the worst that can happen? What's the actual worst thing? What's the worst possible outcome? If it's not dying, then what are you doing? What? Do you, how come you have not started yet? Maybe there's something to think about. Maybe there is something to think about. <coughs> well, that was the first episode of the 5 to 9 podcast. We've gone for just over 19 minutes. I'm not going to lie, I had a lot of fun just sitting here talking into a microphone by myself with no listeners. Um, you got to do shit that lights your soul on fire. You have to do shit that lights your soul on motherfucking fire, okay? Like, what? Why are you coming over here with matches? Like, what? Don't put a match on your soul. A little match, a little spark that could go out, okay? Get the fucking flamethrower. Get the gasoline and pour that shit on and light that shit up. Go against the grain. Look where people don't go. Find out what people are too scared to find out for themselves. Do yourself a favor and look in the mirror. I've had a great time with you today. Listen more for next week on the 5 to 9 podcast.
Boom. Oh my god, I pressed the wrong fucking button. Hmm. That wasn't a bad outro. Peace.